The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Sales Enablement Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the strategies, tools, and best practices that will help you convert more MQLs into revenue. Joining us today is Aaron Bollinger, who's the co-founder and CRO at Chronologic. Chronologic, a sponsor of the MarTech podcast, uses an AI-driven virtual SDR technology to quantify the value of highly repeatable meetings and automate the process of directly placing leads onto your sales team's calendars so you can recognize more pipeline. So far for Sales Enablement Week, Aaron and I have discussed solving the conflict between your sales and marketing team. And yesterday we talked about the concept of meeting math and how to understand the value of what is ending up on your sales team's calendars. And today we're going to talk about virtual SDRs and the importance of immediate response with both Aaron and his co-founder, Ben Parker, the COO of Chronologic. Okay, here is the third part of Sales Enablement Week with Aaron Bollinger and Ben Parker from Chronologic. Aaron, Ben, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Ben, nice to meet you. Thanks for having us on. Great to have you here, Aaron. Good to see you uh, back as well. Good to see two of my favorite Bens. <laughs> hey, it's Ben Apalooza here. Maybe we should retitle the episode. <laughs> Seconded. All right, it is. This is officially Ben Apalooza. Aaron, welcome to the Ben Apalooza party. We're going to talk a little bit about virtual SDRs. Yesterday, when we wrapped up the conversation, we were doing something that you said a lot of marketers don't want to do. We were doing the math. We were doing our homework. We were understanding in our marketing campaigns how much value is left on the table. And one of the key ways to continue to retain the value of the leads that are in your CRM, the people that you've already marketed to, is by sticking a hungry dog on them. You get an SDR and you have them pound them with emails and phone calls until they submit to be your customers. Is that right? Well, the idea is to definitely to seize upon that in-market timing. Nobody wants to hear about an amazing meal right after they finished another meal. So it's really important to take the timing when you have an indication that your prospect is interested and do everything you can to connect with them right then before they're off to their next problem or consideration. 
All right. So the point here is that I'm making jokes about how you need to stick a hungry dog on a lead. You want to get somebody at the right person, the right place, the right time. I've said that ad nauseum on this podcast. It's my dating metaphor as well. So if you're asking me for advice on your love life, same thing as, you know, whether you need an SDR or not. Right person, right place, right time. Only if you have a good SDR. Now, there's the concept of an SDR that's sitting in your office, really understanding your business. And then there's the concept of a virtual SDR. Ben, talk to me about how you think about the difference between the two and what were some of your experiences? I would say a major difference between the two is that one of the strongest advantages that your in-office SDR is going to have is, I think you already hinted at this, is they're really tied into the pulse of the business and what your business is capable of and what they're best at. One of the cons associated with that, though, is that they're a human being and they're going to keep normal hours and they're going to have human limits on capacity. I can't be in two meetings at once. I have to sleep. I am going to go to bed, you know, at about 10 p.m. You don't have young children, do you? (laughs) No, no, I don't. You don't have to sleep. Fair enough. I would say if I want to maintain my optimal SDR hood, then I would probably want to at least get a little bit of sleep. But yeah, so when we start to think about a virtual SDR, really what we did was break down, okay, what are the humans exceptionally good at? Why do companies over and over again across industries invest in humans to do this function? And what it ultimately boils down to is they're selecting for people that are good at being customer facing. And so our thought was, okay, well, let's help them maximize the thing that the company is selecting them for. Let's help them maximize the amount of time that they're spending being customer facing. It's much more valuable to the company for that SDR to be having a conversation directly with another human being, a prospect, than it is for them to be going back and forth in email, back and forth, trying to get some menial tasks kind of off their to-do list. So I think that this is where we get into the conversation about the wide variety of SDRs. Some people might call them BDRs, MDRs, SDRs, LMNOPDRs. They're called different things because at different companies, they really do serve different purposes. Some companies are just saying, look, all I care about is the initial email outreach, send this seven email template. And when somebody replies, schedule the meeting manually. Other companies are using them more in a ABM fashion, having them be analysts, creating data and reports for specifically targeting leads. Maybe that's why that's an LMNOPDR. (laughs) They're not actually called that. I'm just kidding, everyone. The point here is there is a wide variety of jobs that a something DR can do. Aaron, let me go back to you. You run sales and marketing, right? You're the CRO. How do you think about the appropriate way to use that letter DR function? And how do you figure out whether you want a virtual or a real non-virtual development rep? I think a lot of it comes down to the volume versus the level of care and customization. So for a lot of leads and lead channels, speed to lead is the most important thing. And that's where technology really shines near instant response when we know someone is in market. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have situations where you need to have a very custom outreach, a custom outreach that could involve hours of research before we can provide the perfect outreach or response. And I think on that end of the spectrum, that's where humans and humans with expertise really shine. And then most companies live somewhere in the middle, and you have to find that right mix of human SDR talent and then virtual SDR technology to support them. 
there's a cost component and I've managed SDR teams and I've managed virtual SDR teams. And I'll use an example. I was working for an SEO SaaS company and they bounced back and forth between whether they had real SDRs or virtual SDRs. And eventually they kind of came up with a hybrid model. But the thought process here was, hey, let's use our SaaS product to actually do research on our leads and say, hey, we've looked at what your SEO performance is and this is what we're seeing. For someone to have the expertise to be able to utilize an in-house tool, create a customized email that is for a specific account, that's probably going to be somebody that is in-house. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to train a virtual SDR, somebody that is not well-versed in your area of marketing or whatever product you're selling, to be able to do something that customized. On the flip side, when you're looking at filling a webinar and you're just reaching out to every SEO on the planet and you want to send a personalized email, that's a great use case for a virtual SDR that is located somewhere in our case other than the United States. So they're significantly less expensive and you can hire more of them. So you're going to get more volume and they're fielding the inbound requests for meetings on a personal basis. You're still getting you know, that call and response from an actual person. In this company's case, the model was a hybrid model, right? They use the virtual SDRs sometimes when they're reaching out generally to the SEO community, and then they have ABM-specific SDRs that are in-house. Ben, I want to hear from you about something that Aaron said, which is the importance of the speed to lead, whether it's an SDR or a virtual SDR. Why does it matter, or how do you know that it matters that they respond quickly? So the quote unquote grandfather of this study is the lead response management survey that was published a few years ago and a few iterations have been done since. But a couple of key headlines coming out of that. First of all, let's set the definition. I would categorize these, I've heard this language used a lot as hand raisers, someone who is self-selecting as I want to speak to you. We see that your likelihood of qualifying that lead and having them enter the sales cycle is 21 times, not 21%, 21x greater if you are able to establish two-way communication with them within five minutes versus just 30 minutes. We're not talking hours. We're not talking days. We're talking a minute-by-minute drop-off in the likelihood that you'll ultimately be able to engage in a proper sales cycle with these individuals. That's fascinating to me. There is a more than 20x difference if you're responding within five minutes, essentially after somebody fills out a form, raises their hand, whatever they do to indicate that they're ready to talk, you got to jump on that in a matter of minutes, not hours. So Ben, why? Why is that happening? Why does the 24 minutes between somebody filling out a form and you getting back to them decrease their level of interest so much? There's a lot of research going on around it. Obviously, multiple factors contribute, but probably the single greatest contributor is that B2B buyers are consumers at heart. Our consumer experiences shape our expectation when we go to make a B2B purchase. What I mean by that is your B2B buyer is not going to pick up the phone and have a conversation with a salesperson to get educated on the base level of the product. They're already doing that. They are so far down their vendor selection process by the time they ever ask you for contact that they've already got it narrowed down to two or three vendors that they have a really good idea could solve for the business outcome they're trying to achieve. And really what they're trying to do now 
is establish a method of communication where they can get a couple of the kind of below the waterline questions answered, and then they will advance to the proposal and quote phase. I think the important question here is, Aaron, how long did it take for me to get back to you when you filled out our form saying that you were interested in learning about sponsorships on the MarTech podcast? Years. I actually originally reached out in 2018. No, shit. No, that's not true. <laughs> but Ben and I have done this experiment where we've just gone around the web signing up for demo requests and contact us. And many of the average response was between 24 and 48 hours. And something like half of them never responded at all. It's crazy. So the average response is 24 to 48 hours, but the time that really matters is something around five minutes. So obviously this leads into there's a technology play here to solve this. But when you're thinking about SDRs and the logistics of being able to respond, I guess walk me through the different tools. There's manual responses. There's automated responses. Does it make sense to send an auto response that will get back to you? Or is the only answer you just have to have a tool that does this for you? I think the autoresponder emails are definitely better than nothing, but they're not satisfactory. If you think about the time you've been a technology buyer, you've come to the point where you're interested to have, you got specific questions, you want to have the conversation, you want to move forward in the decision process to simply get a form template email and then not hear from somebody for days or even hours, right, can be a distraction. And it means that you're off to your next task or challenge. And that response, when it does come, is interrupting something you're already doing and perhaps arriving to you after that company's other competitors have already engaged you and you're halfway further down the funnel with them. So Ben, I want to go back to you and talk to you a little bit about, because you're on the operations side, what are most companies doing and what should they be doing? Talk to me about how the average company that takes 24 to 48 hours, what their process looks like and what can be cut out of that process. A lot of that time is spent solving the company's problems, not the customer's problems. And what I mean by that is the company tends to be more focused on making sure that we have a system that will allow our quote-unquote no-fly zone rules to be enforced or make sure that communication is single-threaded through a single rep or something like this. Having been on the other side, Having been one of those B2B buyers that is trying to narrow down the field of possible vendors to a couple, I can tell you, I don't care about that at all. What I care about is getting a live person on the line and being able to answer questions that will allow me to determine, do I want to bring this to the rest of the buying committee or not? So I would say a lot of that time, a lot of that delay is from a systems level perspective, trying to assign you know, these leads to the right places. But then there's also the human component. And this is kind of the core of the issue. You're going to tell me about how you need to sleep again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't buy it. These darn bodies that we inhabit, they <laughs> insist on us getting sleep at some point. Companies have tried to solve this with that virtual SDR methodology that you're talking about. And don't get me wrong, that might be better than nothing, but there's definitely a staunch argument for why it's not. And that argument for why it's not is as a B2B buyer, I don't want to have a conversation to set up time to have a conversation. I don't want to submit a I'm interested in purchasing form at 8 p.m. 
have someone reach out to me and say, hey, all right, I can talk to you right now, or I can talk to you at 930 tomorrow. Then I have that conversation and they go, okay, now I'll pass you to the real rep in the company that can actually help you and answer your questions. It drives me nuts with the B2B buying process when I know I'm talking to an SDR and I understand that they're doing their job, but I have to say, I'm qualified. I know you haven't heard of my company. I don't work for Salesforce. Our marketing budget is, you know, five figures per quarter. Like, let me see the damn software so I can tell you if I want to buy it or not. It's a waste of time. And again, it's solving the company's problems, not the customer's problems. So that is large scale, the practices that we're seeing most commonly used in the industry today. As far as how we can use new technologies to improve this, there are numerous technologies out there that, you know, Chronologic has no relationship with in any way that help you speed that assignment time, right? Help you cut through the dirt in your own data to understand, hey, who's the right person to have this conversation? And then there is Chronologic, which once we know, hey, it's time for Aaron to speak with Frank, we're not going to wait. We're not going to simply just tell Aaron, hey, it'd be a really good idea for you to get on the phone with Frank. He seems like a qualified buyer evaluating this technology in the space. No, we're actually going to take the step of saying, Frank, thank you. Acknowledging you've done diligence and you've put time in to have this conversation. My earliest availability is 10 o'clock on Tuesday. I'd love to take you through and answer the questions that you have and reduce that question that you have of what time are we going to do this to a single click, taking as much of the burden off of that B2B buyer as we can. So it seems like there's a couple different processes that are in play here. One, there is the qualifications. Does the person that filled out this form have the prerequisite lead form, right? Should we respond to them? Then there is the who is going to respond to them. Then there is, is that person awake? And then there is the actual conversation that has to be had about the meeting that is scheduled. We'll table the AI component of this. We're going to talk all about that tomorrow. But there's a couple different solutions here that people are using outside of just, hey, there's a person vetting this. There's the Calendly's. I use MixMax, the auto calendars and schedules. Talk to me about what's broken with those type of tools where you can automate the responses that way. I think it goes back to solving for the company's problems, not the customer's problems. In those situations, we're putting work. The rep whose quota attainment and ultimate commissions check will be determined by how this conversation goes. We're putting the work on the prospect. We're saying, hey, thanks for your interest. I've determined that it's worth my time to send you an automated response. You click through this link and then go through another form process to tell me what time you want to meet. And by the way, while you're doing that, pull up your own calendar and manually look back and forth and adjust for time zones and all that stuff. And if you make it through that 7 to 12 step process, then we can have a conversation. The power dynamic in a B2B buying situation is completely backwards for that to work. If I were a in-demand caterer or a doctor with a nearly full uh, you know, patients list, then that would work because I'm the one with the service that people are willing to get over that activation energy barrier to go get. But if I'm a B2B buyer evaluating two, three, four, five different vendors, and all I'm trying to do is have a very quick conversation to narrow it down to my final two vendors... I'm not going to do that work. I'm going to wait for one of those vendors to actually take the work off my plate and be aggressive and try to get in my calendar quickly. 
So to summarize, when we're talking about the difference between your options for an SDR, when you're doing your qualifications, how you manage your hand racers, the most important variable is your time to response. And the takeaway that Ben mentioned is you got to think about the customer's problems first before you think about your company's problems. So everything that's getting in the way of your figuring out who should be assigned, all of your qualifications, your lead scoring, all of the time you take to process that information and reach back out to that lead is hurting your conversion rates. So that leads us into our conversation for tomorrow when we're going to talk about how to use artificial intelligence to solve that last mile problem. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Aaron Bollinger and Ben Parker for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Aaron, Ben, and the rest of the Chronologic team's tips to building more efficient sales enablement, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss using AI to solve the last mile problem. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Aaron, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is Chronologic AI, K-R-O-N-O-L-O-G-I-C-A-I. Or you could visit his company's website, which is Chronologic with a K, chronologic.ai. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp. B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.